Father, we thank you. Thank you because there's understanding available for us. Our eyes of understanding have been enlightened. We see you as you see us. We are forever glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Alright. In um, prevailing prayer one, we talked about the fact that there are two important personalities in prayer. Number one is God. And number two is you. Praise God. And we said God is constant. James said he gives to all men generously. Do you hear that? He gives to all men generously and he does not find faults. Now you have to renew your mind about that. Because there's still somewhere in our minds where we feel like God has reasons why he has not given me this. God has reasons why I would not get this. But he said he doesn't find fault. Praise God. So James chapter 1 verse 5, let's, let's just start from there again. James chapter 1 verse 5. Are you there? Are you there? James chapter 1 verse 5, it says, If any man, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, I give it to all men liberally and upbraided not. And it shall be given him. Do you see that? Let him ask God who gives to all men liberally. He gives to all men generously. Now when you read Mark chapter 11, you realize that because Jesus said you will have whatsoever you say, it means God will give you whatsoever you say. In Matthew 21, he said, it shall be done. In Matthew 17, he says, nothing is impossible for you. So you get from God, you receive, God gives you what you ask for. He gives all men liberally. And he doesn't find fault. Praise God. But he said in verse 6, let him ask in faith, not in reverence. Let he that waver not think he would receive anything from God. So God gives. Say this, when we ask, God gives. When we ask, God gives. That's important. But you receive by faith. So today we've seen God's disposition in part one. In this part two, we see man's attitude. Praise God. And we would want to just study the attitude of Jesus in prayer. And let me tell you, you might be surprised. You know Jesus didn't have sins to confess. But Jesus did an awful amount of prayer. I told Sop, I think it was yesterday, I said, it's those that don't know the vision that think you're doing too, so much already. When you see the amount of prayer that Jesus made, you know that uh, we're still learning. A Christ-like life, a Christ-like life is replete with prayers. Did you hear me? A Christ-like life is replete with prayers. But before we look at the attitude of Jesus in prayer. Let's look at what prayer does. You know that for many people, it's only one thing they think prayer does. And that is, you know, get the result you're asking for. And so they are saying, why do I need to pray long hours? Do you get what I'm saying? Why do I need to shout? Is God deaf? But really, what does prayer do? I mean, do you think Jesus needed to spend an awful amount of time praying to get supernatural direction? So why did he spend all the time? There was a time the Bible said he prayed all night. Do you see that? He prayed all night. Alright, the first thing that prayer does is that prayer changes the narrative of the situation. Prayer changes the narrative of the situation and that's what we're very familiar with. I pray for a situation, it changes. Prayer changes the narrative 
of the situation. You pray concerning something, you get what you pray for. Number two, prayer changes you. Say prayer changes me. You know, prayer changes situation, but also changes you. And that's important. <laughs> it changes you. Yeah. I say it's what? It's important. Prayer prepares you for situations ahead of you. That's still number two. I'm, I'm explaining. It prepares you. Do you understand? Sometimes prayer doesn't even change the situation. It's you, it changes. In Matthew 26, Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. Was he praying to change the situation? We will all gather and see that prayer must not hold. <laughs> Praise God. But when he came out, the Bible said the angels of the Lord strengthened him. He came out different. When you begin, this is Matthew 26 I'm talking about. When you begin to read from Matthew 17, when he asked, Matthew 16 was when he asked, Who do men say I am? Uh, he, then Peter said, uh, You are the Son of God. The Bible said, Eight days later, he took them to the Mount of Transfiguration. Interestingly, they went to pray there also. Let me, let me explain. When he said, Who do men say I am? He was coming out of prayer. Okay? He was coming out of prayer. And then he asked that question, Who do men say I am? And then they said, You are the Son of God. He, from that moment, he knew he was going to the cross. The time for the cross was near. Because immediately he now, when they said that, he said, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone that I'm the son of God. The Bible said eight days later, he took them to the mouth to go and pray. Then he was transfigured. In fact, when he said, who do men say I am? He now immediately, that's when he began to say, look, I'm going to die. Peter now said, uh, can't die now. So immediately his identity was revealed to them. He knew he was going to die. His tone changed. You could feel the weight in his spirit as he thought of going to die. And it continued from Matthew 17 to Matthew 26. In Matthew 26, he was heavy. The Bible says he was greatly sorrowful. Do you understand? It wasn't an easy task for him. But when he went to pray in Matthew 26 and came out, he was strengthened. He was ready for the situation. Do you see that? He was ready for the situation. So prayer prepares you. Okay? Prayer prepares you. Some of us have situations that we've been avoiding for years, for months, for weeks. The Lord has probably told you, go and talk to this guy about the gospel. We are scared because he's your boss. The Lord has told you, go and, go and talk to this person about the situation. We are scared because he's your friend. You're like, they're going to look at me somehow. You come out from the place of prayer. You are bold. You are bold. And let me tell you something. Beyond the world you see, the person will have a witness inside of him. Praise God. The person will have a witness inside of him. So it changes you. Say prayer changes me. Good. The next thing that prayer does Let's, okay, I think we should read. Let's read Matthew 26. Some things I want you to look at. I already spoke about it, but let's look at it. Matthew 26. Glory to God. Verse 36. Matthew 26, 36. This was Jesus at the Garden of Gethsemane. Then come Jesus unto them, um, to a place called Gethsemane. And said unto his disciples, Sit here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and greatly heavy. 
he was sorrowful and greatly heavy. Okay? The Bible says, verse 38, Then said he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. He said, Tarry here and watch with me. 39, And he went a little further, the Bible said, and fell on his face, saying, O my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass over me, nevertheless, not, I, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he, and he came unto his disciples and finded them at sleep. And he said, Will thou not watch? Could, um, what? Could ye not watch with me for an hour? Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. He said, The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Write this down. Prayer prevents you from falling into temptation. And falling into temptation prevents you from praying. Is it true? Very true. For many of us, prayer prevents you from falling into temptation. Why? Because it prepares you for the situation. It prepares you for the situation. I said this, I think, two months ago. I said a genuine need to rest is not an adequate reason not to pray. A genuine need to rest is not an is not a good enough reason not to pray. Meaning you've had a long day. You are tired. Jonathan, you are hungry. It's not a good enough reason not to pray. You must tell yourself that if I need to pray, I'm going to pray. You know why? Let me tell you why. Do you realize that? I, I think Mark and Luke records this. When Jesus came back the third time, the disciples were finally ready to pray. You know what he told them? He said, sleep on. The time has passed. Meaning delay is dangerous. You don't have all the time to pray. There is a time when you need to pray. You lose, you miss the timing of the spirit, that's it. Praise God. You don't have all the time in the world to pray. You don't have all the time in the world to prepare for some situations. Did you hear me? So you pray when you need to pray. Let me tell you another thing that prayer does. Prayer heightens your sensitivity. That's part of the change it does to you. It heightens your sensitivity. Some people don't know when they need to pray. I believe the disciples didn't know. That's why they were sleeping at the time. Because like I said, which sermon did I say that? When God is leading you, the sky doesn't turn purple. And then everybody will know, okay, ah, this is the direction we should move. It might just be a still small voice in the inside of you. And it could be easy to miss if you are not paying attention. It's easy to say, ah, it was my mind. <laughs> Don't multiply your sorrows. Just be prayerful. Do you hear me? Don't multiply your sorrows. Just be prayerful. Alright. Number three thing that prayer does is prayer keeps you in step with the will of God. Prayer keeps you in step with the will of God. Prayer keeps you in step with the will of God. Let me tell you, there's a story in John chapter 6, verse 13 to 15. Jesus multiplied bread in John chapter 6. Okay? When he multiplied bread, they said, look, this is the prophet that God was speaking about. This is the prophet we've been waiting for. The Bible said, Jesus perceived in his spirit that they would take him by force and make him king. He ran away from that. 
I thought he was always saying he is the king of the Jews. Why did he run away from being crowned king? That looked like a nice opportunity. This is what God has been telling you. God has been telling you he's going to open ministerial doors for you. Now one has been opened and there are promises of more. <laughs> the Bible said he ran away from it. He ran away from it. It keeps you in step with the will of God. You know when it's the opportunity to pick and the one to drop. You know there's a time that Paul wanted to go and preach somewhere. The Bible said the Spirit of God forbade him. And he stayed back. Happenstance is not always the will of God. You know, you see, I wasn't praying for it. I was even thinking of it. I wasn't even expecting it. It just came. When he ran away from there, he went to pray. So that an opportunity opens up doesn't mean it's the will of God. I see the thing just came on a platter of gold. God has even been talking about it since. There have been prophecies about it already. You pray and know. Prayer keeps you in step with the will of God. While everybody's saying, Ayo, take it. This is it. This is the prophecy we're talking about. God has opened the door. When you're inside, you just feel a check. Have you seen people that are taking a step and others are saying they should go? But you just know that, no, this is the wrong thing. You should, they shouldn't be doing this. Have you seen situations like that? You see other people hailing the person. Ah, the answer has come. But you know that this is not the answer. This person shouldn't be here, shouldn't be taking this opportunity. Praise God. It keeps you in step with the will of God. You know that no matter the amount of people that are supporting you, it's you that God will ask. Because he gave you his spirit to lead you. So it's not about the number of fans. Same John chapter 6. The people came because Jesus gave them bread. They came again. They came for second service. They came for prayer meeting. They said, oh, we'll die here. Jesus said, ah, cannot deceive me. They said, continue to preach that bread message. We love it. We are supporting you. He said, yeah, I'll preach the bread message. I am the bread of life. He turned away. There is strength that prayer gives you that I don't think you can get in any other way. Such that when the world turns against you, you still stand strong in the will of God. The will of God is not always palatable. When God begins to lead you, everybody might leave you. But you don't have any right to turn around because he gave you his spirit inside of you to lead you. And if his spirit is leading you, that's okay. Even if everyone leaves. The Bible said the multitude left Jesus, but he stayed on the word. Prayer keeps you in step with the will of God. Let me tell you something else that we don't know. We, we sometimes don't know. When the Lord leads you, when the Lord begins to lead you in a particular direction, you need to intensify prayer. You need to intensify prayer. Let me say the Lord leads you to start up a business. It's the same situation. We always do it. Galatians chapter 3. He said you started in the spirit. Do you think you'll be made perfect in the flesh? The Spirit of the Lord was the one that began to lead you. Start this thing. And that was the last time he saw you. From there, you are moving from one motivational meeting to one businessman summit. Now, are those things bad for business? No. Okay? Okay, the Lord leads you. Talk to this. I wanted to say brother, but let's assume he's an unbeliever. Talk to this guy. 
Then you get him born again. Let me use a different example. Imagine the Lord leads you. Or you just felt like, ah, have you considered my daughter Sarah? <laughs> you know, you're thinking about marriage. And then the Lord just says, have you considered my daughter Sarah? And I say, ah. <laughs> I say, first God. And then you say, ah, Sarah, carry your face up. Now let's see. <laughs> Hey, your one side, your one face dimple, yes, one side, you know, and then you're like, okay. So you started up in the spirit. You share the word. You have the same doctrinal persuasions. You guys begin to pray. Friendship starts. The way everything she's saying, you know, when Tom begins to ask you, what kind of lady do you like? To marry, you know that. Uh, okay, let's leave it. So, <laughs> but you started in the spirit. And that was the last time you heard from the spirit of God concerning that issue. You brought relationship that works by motivational speaker. You brought uh, 500 ways to boost your love life. Than atheist. You went to an agnostic. Who are agnostics? They believe that God doesn't exist or something. No, not that God doesn't exist. One funny thing against God, Sha. Relationship without stress. <laughs> <laughs> then someone from the Church of Satan say writes another book. <laughs> Relationship out of this world. The birds are too. You scatter them. You say, I do retreats. <laughs> Prayer keeps you in step the will of God. Prayer keeps you in step with the will of God. That's important. Alright? Now, the attitude of Jesus towards prayer. Let's look at the attitude of Jesus towards prayer. We'll study his attitude and then we'll study what the epistles also say about prayer. Number one, Jesus had a devotional attitude towards prayer. Devotion. Prayer was a devotion. He was devoted to prayer. He was committed to prayer. Prayer was a commitment. wasn't an activity he did when it was convenient. It was something he would do at all costs. You know, some of us are not like that. You don't even have a prayer time. You pray when you come for meetings. And you always promise yourself that you will pray, but in between the last meeting and the, <laughs> the next meeting, you did not pray. Of course, I said, bless this, bless and sanctify this food in Jesus' name. And peace. He sanctified the food. He set it apart. <laughs> Praise God. Prayer should be a devotion. It should be a commitment. Let me say you're a married man, for example. There's money you drop for food every month. It's a commitment. Sometimes it will be easy. Sometimes it will be extremely difficult. But you do it. That's how it is. You have a commitment to prayer. Whether it is difficult or it's easy, you do it. Some of us only pray when something bad is about to happen. Definitely when something bad happens, we are done, we are done praying. We just... Some of us pray only when we have ministrations. We just say, oh, woman of God, please, you come and teach us the word. Ah, they don't see everywhere, see books everywhere. You see, ah. <laughs> Prayer is not a commitment. Make prayer a commitment in your life. You know, let me tell you something. We look at the life of Jesus. Do you know that Jesus said that don't be 
like the hypocrites that pray to be seen. He didn't say you should avoid people when you're praying. He wasn't saying people should not see you when you're praying. He was talking about motive. They were praying to be seen. Do you understand? They, they were praying so that you will know they are praying. No. Because if it's a commitment in your life, there's no way people will not know. Do you understand? If it's a commitment in your life, there's no way. Because people knew about the prayer life of Jesus. It was easy for Judas to betray him. He knew where he would be. Do you get? Where does he? What's the time? Ah, it's eight o'clock. Sarah will be praying. You can't, you can't see her. She's praying. Why? It is a commitment. They saw the day you were rushing your food at two eight just to be able to meet up, finish the food, and go and pray. They saw the day you, you came in late, so you bolted in. You couldn't even eat. You just went in to pray. They knew it was a commitment in your life. They saw when your friend came all the way from the U.S., but you were praying, so he couldn't see you. He went back. He didn't see you. Why? Because prayer is a commitment in your life. Praise God. Luke chapter 3, verse 21 to 22. The story of the baptism of Jesus. Jesus went to be baptized. Ah, let's read it. So many things to look, see from it. Luke 20, Luke chapter 3. Luke chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. Uh, 21 and 22. Or just 21 would be good. Look at it very well. And when who? You, are you there? Look at this. And when who? Oh, you're not. You're not there. Or oh, you don't. <laughs> forgot how to read. And when who? And when all the people were baptized. So it wasn't. Listen, it wasn't a special meeting set apart to baptize Jesus. Everyone was coming to be baptized. Look at what the Bible says. It came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying. So it's like today, everyone is coming for meeting. Jesus wasn't the one going to baptize them. If he was the one going to baptize them, we would understand he's preparing, he's praying. But he was attending meeting. And he came in. He came praying. Did you see that? He was just a, he came as normal member. But he came praying. That should be your attitude. I, I tell you, I keep getting surprised. When I come, around, come out and I see it's probably time. But because someone has not said, let's pray. People just stay. Okay, what do you think we are going to do at the beginning of Brace of What do we do at the beginning of Brace of Meetings? Even if it's prayer meeting, we pray at the beginning. Before the prayer points come, just be praying. He was deliberate. And that's the thing. We don't we are not deliberate about meetings. We just attend like every other person. You if you come deliberate. Because you know what? In a meeting, eh, you benefit to the degree that you are prepared. Look at when, look at Mark chapter 5, the woman with the issue of blood. She received to the degree that she was prepared. Ah, the disciples were like, ah, what's all this with strong in me? You know you are in the heavens, you are, you are full of the spirit, but ah, can't you see everyone around you? That's why a meeting that can revolutionize someone's life Turn it around 360 degrees. You can attend and get nothing.
It really depends on how prepared you are. Praise God. Alright. Mark chapter 1 verse 35. Someone should read that. Mark chapter 1 verse 35. Mark 1 35. Who's there? Did you see that? Before everyone could wake up, he just went somewhere. He went to pray. So it wasn't about prayer meeting. He had a personal commitment to prayer. That's important. Many of us don't have personal commitment to prayer. Some of us can legit pray once a week. And we are normal. We don't do anything outside the ordinary. When everybody's praying, you pray. When nobody's praying, you're not praying. If it's family devotion, you pray. If it's church prayer, you pray. But if every other person is doing every other thing, they're not going to be praying. That's not good. We set our time to pray. Do you understand? If you have an alarm on your phone, you don't have an excuse to say, Ah, I forgot to pray. What did you think the alarm was for? To have weight and occupy space. Hmm. To remind you. So you set a reminder. It's prayer time. Do you understand? So I think technology has made some things easy. Alright, Luke chapter 9, verse 18. Luke 9, 18. Someone else, Luke 9, 28 and 29. Luke 9, 18. Luke chapter 9, verse 18. <clears throat> he was praying. So, I told you about it, right? He was praying. When he was on, he asked his disciples, Who do men say that I am? So, was there a random question that popped up one day? Have you finished praying? And you called someone and said, Where are you? And the person says, uh, He said, You don't know where you are. He said, I know. He said, So where are you? He's like, I'll call you later. Many years ago, I heard a man preaching and he said, He called a friend. I think it was in Lagos. He called a friend in Abuja. He said, If you go where you are going to, eh? Those be going back to your house. This one's going to go and waste her life. We'll go back. Do you understand? Read verse 28 and 29. Did you see that? So they actually went on the Mount of Transfiguration to pray. Do you realize that so far they haven't told us any prayer points? Yeah. Luke 3, baptism, he was praying. When he finished praying, he began to ask them, Who do men say I am? Then they went to Matthew of Transgression to pray. The one we read earlier, Matthew 26, he took them to the Garden of Gethsemane. And then later he came and said, Couldn't you watch with me for one hour? He gave them no prayer points. You know why? Because the points from prayer are more important than the prayer points. The points you get. So he came up from prayer and said, Who do men say that I am? One time he prayed all night and then he chose 12 to join him. Those things are more important than the prayer points. So sometimes we go to, we, we would not go and pray because we have no prayer points. We feel like I've exhausted my prayer points. Who told you that's what you're there for? It changes you. You get points from prayer. Sometimes it's in the place of prayer, you know what you should pray about. You know what? Sometimes you spend hours, like two, three hours, tarrying in the place of prayer. Many of us haven't learned to tarry. 
That's how I grew up as a Christian. I went to pray, tarried long in the place of prayer. Is when I've gone far. Many times over 30 minutes. That's when things begin to drop in my spirit. And mind you, I didn't have a problem with hearing God. That's how I got born again. I heard the Spirit of God talk to me. So it wasn't like I had an issue with hearing God. But you tarry in the place of prayer. Then you start getting points. Pray about this situation. Do so, 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 thing. This is going to happen. How do you think Jesus was always knowing their thoughts? Oh, he knew that they wanted to do this. He knew. You think if he... They would have killed him. <laughs> if he wasn't knowing. He would just have thought everything is going well. They are taking him. You know, after administration now, the... Ma- the does it matter they call them? I want to give him food. He should be following. They'll give him food. They'll do everything. They'll change. <laughs> then they'll change his clothes. You think that ah, these guys just love their man of God, you know? That he that labors with the word should is worthy of double honor. You know, that's what Paul said in the book of Timothy. People don't no wonder. I know people didn't know that scripture. No wonder your man of God was not they're not shaking body for him. <laughs> Paul said, he that labors over you in the world is worthy of double honor. The word there is money. Yeah, money. Money. So, when, so he had labored over them for three days, you know, then he gave them things to eat. At different occasions, he would teach them, he would give them food, you know. So if you have just thought, okay, this part honoring me as a man of God, they'll change his clothes, they'll change his car, they'll give him a new house. Before you know what? They'll give him crown. King of the Jews. <laughs> oh, he knew. And then he ran away from it. Okay? So that's important. He points from prayer. I'm going to put on the prayer thing. So all of you that's who come for prayer meetings and you don't have a book where you want to record what's the point you get you are missing things many of you have gotten things but you didn't document it and you forgot six months later you now attended a revival prayer meeting the lord reminded you of what he told you six months ago to do that you haven't still done many of us that's why we are still where we are because the Lord has given you clear instructions. Carry it out is the only thing remaining. Do you understand? Just carry out the instruction. But because you didn't document it, you forgot. So he keeps reminding you of the same thing again and again and again. And because you are not prayerful, it takes him a long time. Because before he sees you again, huh, he does a lot. And you get instructions, write them down. He drops a word in your spirit, write it down. Praise God. Praise God. I feel like I should stay on it a little more. Some of you can remember some instructions that the Lord gave you. Up till now, as I'm speaking, you haven't written it. He has been reminding you, reminding you, reminding you. Write it down. So that you can look at it. Do you understand? And run with it. It's important. It's important. Alright, praise God. Alright. So many more scriptures. Paul talking in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. Talk about praying always. Same thing in Colossians 1, 3. Colossians 1, 9. Praying always. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. Pray without ceasing. Do you understand? Pray without ceasing. Let's, um, so I said a, a Christ-like life is replete with prayers. Number two, no situation deterred him from praying. And this is very important. No situation deterred him from praying. Luke chapter 5. Verse 15 and 16. 
Luke chapter 5, verse 15 and 16. I'll just read it. Luke 5, 15 and 16. Look at it. But so much more went there a fame abroad of him, and a great multitude came to hear and to be healed of him of their infirmities. So his ministry had blown. Do you see that? His ministry had blown. People came to hear the word. People came to be healed. Now look at verse 16. And he withdrew himself into a wilderness and prayed. He didn't get distracted from his prayer devotion. Jonathan, oh, everybody's calling you. Come and teach the word. You just gather your brace up next. I'll teach them good news one. In first session, good news two. In second session, good news three. In third session, that is okay for them. The next conference, I'll do good news four, five here, five. You set it. The note is there. That's when it now calls up. Ah, the message. You're not sharing the message now. Why don't we have the message? You say, ah, we share the link collect now. You say, I want to collect. You collect them, you listen to them. Then God drop it. Then I say, ah, man of God. I heard that some people are calling Rachel woman of God that she's deep. She knows the word. Check out your face of Nelesi. You know. But she's trying to form that she's humble. I'm sure that's not she's telling them, but she's telling me that no, she's telling them that I'm just recapping what my pastor told me. It's not like it was me. It's not it's not of me, it's just for my pastor. That's what she's telling me. But the way they are the way they are praising her, I know she's telling them, what's going on? It's not really deep, but these are really the simple things I really teach. It's not it's not I'm not the world is not ready for the depth I have. You know. So because the people even me, they don't even heal me like that. <laughs> just hey brother Dominion, how are you? Okay, fine, fine. We're all brothers. Even Paul. Timothy called um, Peter called him brother. Waha. Wow. Oh man of God. Say God bless you. Should we should be tapping their touch? They are sure they are black. God bless you. So we soon start external nutrition and we'll try glory to God. <laughs> Praise God. He didn't get distracted. He withdrew himself. This was a high moment for him. Everyone wanted to listen to him. He withdrew to pray. Even at low moments, like Matthew 26, he withdrew to pray. Do you see that? At high moments when everybody wanted to hear him, he withdrew to pray. At low moments when he knew he was going to die, he withdrew to pray. Many of us don't pray when we're so often. You say, brother, you're... Say what happened. You say, ah, say what happened. You not believe. Say what happened. Once they say you will not believe. It's, just, it's John, right? <laughs> you say, it's John, right? Yes. You say, it's not doing it again. Ah. <laughs> Let's pray about it. So no, can't pray. Praise God. There's no John. You know what? At no moment, sometimes we don't remember to pray. We will talk to everybody. Yeah. Have you seen people that go around receiving counsel? I see. Yeah. They will tell them. We we'll see this is what we do. We we'll trust God. We we'll pray just to pray. To come and listen. We'll tell them. You see, the same thing you will tell them, but they just keep. Then you finish thinking your emoji, giving word of say. You say this is how we go to go. Just relax. God is bringing someone else. This and that and that and that. Say thank you, thank you, thank you. We're meet up because they know that. They will even meet up because some will say why we're praying. So just gonna meet someone else. Some will say let's pray. We're gonna meet someone else. You know, maybe Sarah. Maybe Sarah starts thinking about me. <laughs> you are crowned. <laughs> you know, something. Then, Sarah and I'll be talking to you. Somehow, the person is just to just enter. Oh, 
said, focus, I don't know. People just like, you know, sharing their sorrows with people. I tell them, have you prayed? Well, I pray about it. They say, okay. Later, you ask them, have you prayed about it? They'll say, no. They'll say, I was telling Isaiah about it. Tell God about the situation. Do you understand? Tell God about this. If you tell Isaiah, Isaiah is going to tell God. That's the only way it can change. If you tell Ayah, he's going to tell God about it. God by you. Tell God by yourself. Do you understand? Tell God by yourself. Let me tell you, when you tell people to pray for you, it's a gam- it's gamble. It's gamble. Because sometimes they'll just wave the prayer like this at God. They say, God. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they'll do. That's what I prayed about. And it's emoji star now. You have to yeah. ask an emoji way. <laughs> it should be fine. Or it should be fine. <laughs> Learn to pray at low moments. Learn to pray at low moments. If it didn't work out, yeah? Pray about it. If it didn't work out. Don't be angry with God. You know, Jesus spoke to his disciples of his disciples after disciples of John left. So blessed are those who are not afraid of him. Blessed are those who are not afraid of him. Because the time that Paul went to preach in the place and then he was still in prison, the Bible said he didn't pray. Praise God. Do you think he was praying for the door to be opened? If he was, the door got open and he didn't go out. That's not me. I'm the prison. The door is open. I'll go. Come and look for me. And I preach the gospel to them. Uh, I like to see you got an open space. <laughs> Praise God. So, but here's what Paul said. So I said, in high moments, make sure you pray. Everybody's around, they're celebrating, they're hitting you. Make sure you pray. At low moments, make sure you pray. But when you're anxious, you take away the anxiety before you pray. Why? Because anxiety is a place where you're not trusting God. So you're not staying in faith when you're anxious. So you take away anxiety and then you pray. I see people pray with anxiety. No. He says, be anxious for nothing. Do you understand? Before he says that you should pray. So that's important. Okay? Take away anxiety before you pray. James chapter 5 verse 13 says, Oh, they still have two minutes more. There's no problem. <laughs> James chapter 5 verse 13, he says, um, oh, Thank you, Lord. If anyone is afflicted, let him pray. Do you see that? If anyone is afflicted, let him pray. Now, the next thing is, just run quickly. Jesus prayed for long hours. In Luke chapter 6, verse 12, and Matthew 14, 23. The Bible said, Luke 6, 12, Matthew 14, 23. The Bible said, one of them, he prayed overnight. When he prayed until it was evening. So he spent long hours praying. Do you understand? He spent long hours praying. So long, spending long time praying is by Blicker. Then the last one is, is that Jesus prayed fervently. In Luke 22, verse 4 to 44. Luke 22, 40. To 44. Luke 22, 40 to 44. The Bible said, when he was sorrowful in the garden, the Bible said he prayed earnestly. James and he prayed earnestly. He was fervent in prayer. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7 says that he prayed with strong crying. 
Do you understand? So, he was fervent in prayer. He was fervent in prayer. So that's important. James already said that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man makes power available. So you have power, but it's made available where there is continued heartfelt prayer. Just that you put yourself in that prayer. Some of us are distracted. You're praying, you're thinking about different things. Put your spirit soul body in that prayer. When you went to the garden to pray, the Bible says he fell down. He was sweating as blood. He was in, it was intense, it was heartfelt. His heart was in the prayer. Do you understand? So put your heart in the prayer. Do you get? When you see someone that is fervently praying, you will know. His whole being is in that prayer. So that's important. Put the entirety of your being in that prayer. Don't just, you know, prayer, let's just see how it goes. Hopefully it works fine. No. It's like you're fighting. You are meat. Do you get it? You don't need. You don't care if your voice breaks. You don't care if your makeup cleans up. You don't care if your hair scatters. You don't care if your clothes is dirty. You don't care about. Oh, I like this guy. I want him to see me. And yeah, I want him to see the Twitch aspect of him. You put your whole being in prayer. Praise God. You put your entire being. Prayer. I think it's superfluous for me to talk about faith. We've done a lot about talking about faith already. The place of faith in prayer. James already said the scripture we started with that let's he that is wavering nothing to receive from God. So that's important. Jonathan, that's important. That's important. You pray. You are in faith when you pray. Yeah, faith, you stay in faith when you pray. Rise up to your feet.